Well, well, welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler and stay with me when you're healthy and happy, when you're lean and hungry. Stay with me because we are talking about persistence today. Amy Christie is here. I have no idea what I'm doing. To tell us to always pray and never give up. Piece of cake, right? Even if we don't fear God or care about people, we can render a just decision. So let's get started and give me justice in my disputes with our favorite co-hosts, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Good day. Round two. Good yeah. day again. Yes. Breaking news. Good to see you for the second day in Amy, a row. Amy, I haven't introduced you oh, yet. I thought... Amy <laughs> Wait, Christie. who's that? <laughs> Welcome, Who Amy is Christie. that strange voice? Sorry, I thought you said I was on from well, the beginning. Well, you're coming, but okay, now you're here. Okay, never mind. I'm, right. I'm silent until... No, you're good. You're Welcome. good. Welcome. Welcome, Amy. Thank you. Welcome to the pod. Uh, you were our first ever Between Sundays guest. You picked right. Yeah. And now 22 episodes later, here you are. Yes. It's I've a real on, treat. I've been on in between. In the, between Sundays? In between Sundays? <laughs> I've been in between. <laughs> this is her third appearance. This is her third appearance. Yes. Fourth. It's, it's fourth. It's her fourth appearance <laughs> if you count the fact that we were on yesterday, yesterday and lost, uh, okay. and lost uh, the so entire recording. Listeners, please Beware. forgive us. Oh my. This pod is probably coming out a day late because our pod prod, Emily... O'Connor wasn't here on Monday when we usually do the recording. And so I took it upon myself to do this (laughs) and I screwed it up big time. We Uh, got done recording and there were zero kilobytes in the file and it was just gone. The file was gone. Unrecoverable. They were unrecoverable. I tried to do my, uh, did you check the cloud? Yeah, I checked the cloud. I, did I you did, go on the worldwide web? W- yeah, I went on the web. Couldn't find them. Couldn't find them anywhere. So we are redoing this. This is round two of the same pod about persistence. We are persisting this week. So, so if it's not good, blame so Amy. Yeah. How can we recapture the magic? I don't know. It was so good. All right, listener. Yeah. Let's try it. Guys, what is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Uh... How did we start yesterday? Oh, oh, I remember. (laughs) I was talking about, I came in here very much like overwhelmed. I was, I had been working on just, I had a million things I was doing and I had just like hit send on a really important email and walked right in here and my my head was spinning and. Sounds like you're running flat out. Running flat out. Yes. Yes. Sucking air, trying to. (laughs) Trying to to finish the race, but that yeah. was yesterday. Yeah, because today you came like leaping and bounding was through being, the door. Yeah. Weird and goofy and talking. Great, I'm okay. Okay, I'm still really good. really busy. Good, <laughs> yesterday good, good. your head was just above water. Today, yeah. I'm I'm needy. Shoulders. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> higher, higher up out of the water. Yeah, gasping a nice big gulp of air before I get swept good. underneath again. Well, sounds like you're doing great. <laughs> that sounds. it's not that bad i'm fine as long as i don't ever get sick or have any sort of unexpected event happen i will be fine like the that never loss of a podcast or anything oh Oh, man Mm. so Marin, how are you what's going on i'm good you're good i am good all right moving on (laughs) (laughs) you had yesterday you had some really big news about the house situation yeah yeah so a couple weeks ago we talked about you were going on a house hunt and uh, there were raccoons in a house you she guys were visiting. She was not going on a house hunt. She yeah, had you were to go hunting see for a the house. house that was hunted. Oh, that's the part they don't know. Oh, yeah. okay. Right. Amy, All right. let me. Uh, wait, wait, well, hunted I'll, or haunted? I'll, I'll, what are we? 
Did you say haunted? Guys, this is off the rails. (laughs) Marin, what's going on with you? Oh, well, I'm good. And um, so, okay. A couple Tuesdays ago, we were in meetings all day like we are every Tuesday. And my husband, dear husband, was blowing up my phone. But it was like serious meetings, not the time to be checking your phone. In fact, in one of those meetings, it's the the rooted meeting. Like we're encouraged not even to have our phone on. Like let's yeah, just keep your phone dig in and be serious. Yeah. Um, so anyway, wasn't really time for me to be answering all these these texts from him about a house that he found that he, in his words, we would be crazy to not put an offer on. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. So far be it from me to be crazy. Yeah. Like on purpose. So you're not checking these texts. Um, no, not, I'm not giving them the attention that I should. (laughs) I'm not. So then he's asking, well, can you meet me here? Our realtor is willing to meet us and we can walk through. No, it's Tuesday. You know that I cannot. So you go look at it. You tell me what you think. So yeah. So you gave it your blessing. I gave it my blessing sort of. Yes. I'm ultimately. I think what I said to him was just do whatever. Were you worn out by his persistence? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. There, we go. there you go. Yes. Right. Yes. Like an unjust judge. I was oh worn out. You were worn out by his persistence in this matter. The, the context for this, for future generations listening to the archives of this podcast <laughs> is that there is a, the housing market is kind of insane right now yes. where things are going really Within fast. Hours. Yeah. yeah. So, so you had to make a move. This wasn't him just being ridiculous. He was, he oh, felt yeah. like there was a, there was the pressure to make it happen. Well, well and he's a seven in the Enneagram. So yeah, well, let's do it now. Adventure. So yeah. Jed, Jed put an offer on a house without you ever seeing it. Yes. Or smelling <laughs> it. More importantly, right. smelling yes. the house. That's a big deal. And yes. when I texted him about this, <laughs> his response was, yeah, it's not an ideal situation. <laughs> I said, man, I heard you just put an offer on a house without Marin seeing it. And he said, yeah, not an ideal situation. <laughs> right. The offer was accepted. Yeah. And four days later, oh, so I you got, got a house. to see the house. The offer was accepted. So I got to this see it This was the, the week time. leading up to Easter, mind yes, you. Yeah. Very there, good were, point. there were lots, oh, lots of stuff going on here. Not the week to be dealing with no. any of this Mm-mm. stuff. No, no. In fact, the home inspection was the day that fell between Good Friday and Easter. So I was on for Good Friday, (laughs) on for Easter. Sure, let's go get a home inspected Mm -hmm. on Saturday. Why not? Um, Yeah, so it was during that home inspection that right away I noticed the floors in the kitchen are sloping. Like ever ever so slightly. Like this can't be good, man. Is there a drain at the end or something to make it really easy to clean? That that sounds like you can't pass that up. (laughs) It is a lovely home otherwise, but there's water in the crawl space. So now we're just... We've had two uh, people come take a look at it, like two foundation experts. And right now it's in the hands of the seller. So we'll see what happens. We should know by Friday how they will proceed. And then that will inform how we proceed. So, yeah. You need some uh, friends of the pod to come help you move. (laughs) Yes, Yes. actually, Jed said, I'm going to need you to, what did he say? He didn't say community. Something like that. I'm going to need you to call on your people or something like that to like help us. She said, your people. (laughs) I don't know. know. Oh, is this friends of the pod? Is this a good time for me to make my public service announcement? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Listen, dear friends, dear friends, I was leading at Fuse this weekend. Fuse is our middle school ministry. Sixth, seventh and eighth graders. Wisdom. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Fuse is our middle school ministry and I was leading worship for them. Um, Two services on Saturday, two services on Sunday. So it was great. I loved it. Um, And my doppelganger, 
Her name is Lauren. She's a dear friend of mine. I call her my sister. She looks just like she would be my sister, but she is not biologically related to me. She was leading in 146 like main services. She she even had a solo and even myself, I'm I, I snuck in to like catch the last song and I'm like, man, she really does look a lot like me. <laughs> um, my daughter twice now has from like the back of her head, like almost called her mom. So if, if even oh. my child thinks she looks like me, she does. So do we you were, think you guys look alike? I do. Or is everybody oh, yeah, else? Oh okay. no, no, I totally do. So I get it. Listener. I get it. Yeah. We're confusing you. You think that we are each other, but we are not. So if I had to think of like some distinguishing like marker for you to be able to tell whether you're actually speaking to me or speaking to Lauren, I have a nose piercing right now. There's a stud in my nose. So if you see something like shining back at you, that's me. But if it's, but if that's, if it's I'm not looking there, at it right now, it's kind of small. But well, you're going to have to really look hard. Well, I said you should put a big hoop in so that from a distance <laughs> we even know, oh, yeah. that's Marin. There, yeah. that, that's Marin. Yes. Or um, you could like cut your hair really short or something. How about that? No, no that's not. Her hair's beautiful. <laughs> that was a joke. No, let's not do no, that. You no. ain't touching my crown of glory. This yes. day. <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh yes, but I understand that yes. it's been a confusing situation for some of our listeners. She has received um, <laughs> some compliments from friends of the pod, and then she just calls me later and it's like, oh, somebody said you did a great job. <laughs> she doesn't even correct him anymore. That's no. funny. Amy, how are you? I am good. Yeah, yeah. You are fresh off a week of speaking. How do yes. you how, how do you uh, how do you feel after an experience like that? Are you like worn out? You need a rest, or are you like amped? Both. How can you be both? Because you're just you're amped up, so you're not worn out immediately. You need to do something mm. with that energy, and then you crash really hard. Yeah, I usually go. I have like two or three hours where I'm like, yep. yeah, I could like clean yeah, the house. I, I could do I whatever. Could do and, then, right now. Yeah. Yeah, and then you just <laughs> out of all the things you chose, clean the house. Yeah, like you just get you got so much yeah. energy. You're like, I'm ready. Like, no, yeah. the next moment you're just done. Dead. That yeah. does not oh. happen totally. to me. No? Really? No. I what are you? I have this thing where like when I'm done on a Sunday, I don't even want to drive. Like I want to be driven from places. Because <laughs> you're so tired. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Like yeah. the last thing I want to do is get in my car and drive home. Yeah. I compare it to like doing a show in, in that feeling. Like I, it's not doing a show. Cause like it's a Broadway a, show. Well, I've never done a Broadway show, but what are we talking about? Of, talking There's about, a lot like, of shows. When I've done a musical, when I've done a show and I finish, oh, yeah, yeah. like we're done at 11 o'clock at night, but I can't go home and go to bed. Yeah. Like I'm amped up and, and so I've got to, you know, do something yeah. for a couple hours and then I'll, then I'll crash and I'll crash hard. But yeah. Do you get nervous? Before speaking? Yes. You do? Uh-huh. It's an exciting kind of nervous. Do you get nervous all four services or are you mostly nervous before the first service and then once you got one under your belt, you're good? Mostly nervous before the first one. Yeah, yeah. But there's always a nervous energy that's that I would be sad if I didn't have because right. it's, it's kind of what it, it gets you, like mm -hmm. that feeling of- oh, this is crazy that I'm doing this, but I get to do that. It's, it's yeah. yeah. Like you're and excited. I, yeah. And I'm shivering and sweating at the same time. It's so weird. <laughs> Stop looking I at me like that. I don't want to hear about when you're sweating. <laughs> okay. <I'm> just, <laughs> it's just weird feeling. It's weird. Very, you know, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, you do you feel nervous or do you not get nervous anymore? Because you've done it so much. Not for preaching, unless it happens to be a sermon I'm not feeling 100% confident in or okay. I'm, or I'm, presenting some idea that somebody might take, uh, you know, they might, they might disagree with. And I'm a little like, Oh man, I hope people hear me for what I'm right. actually trying to say and, and not hear your listen. heart. Yeah. But it's not like a, it's not like, a, Oh, I'm getting up on stage anymore. I don't know why it's weird. Yeah. Um, maybe just 
repetition. I'm I not. Guess. I'm not nervous about being on stage, right? Because that I'm super. Pretty yeah. used to. It's just I'm just always like, okay, Lord, I'm praying that I've heard exactly what you want me to say, and that the Holy the Holy Spirit, you're moving, and you'll change things if we need. Like, yeah, it's kind of like yeah. this just dialogue that I have going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I do. I have a dress rehearsal. Oh, I, you practice. I always get on stage with the table. Oh wow. And I run it. It's the I think it is the actor in me that that I have to do. That's part of my routine of getting ready for anything that I'm going to do. And I can get the timing down. I know what needs to be mm-hmm. changed, what doesn't flow well, how I'm feeling in the space. Mm-hmm. So I I do that every single time. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. I'm every single time I've done this five times. Each time <laughs> I've done it, yeah. I do my. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> but it helps you to rehearsal. practice. In the space. I want to be in the space. Yeah. Yeah. I would not want to, doing it in my home, it's yeah. fine. I'll do it there too. But I like to run it in the space, even without the people there, because I can just picture them. Mm-hmm. And then I feel, mm-hmm. I feel set. Good. And I like to know the flow. I like to know the flow. But we did, we were in Florida, so that was good. Oh, that's yeah. what's happened recently. Yeah, I, I thought you might want to know about my life. Family too, trip to spring break. Else, yeah. so, um, okay, thanks for letting us know. Yeah. Uh, where'd you guys go? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were in Santa Rosa Beach up by Destin and it was beautiful and it was fun and we went kayaking. Whole family. Everybody but the one that's in college, Liza, was not with cool. us. But kayaking. we did stop. I do have to say we stopped at one o'clock in the morning on our way down because we left Saturday night. I did Easter services at Fisher's on Saturday night and we got in the car and left. And Liza and her friends were hanging out. Who's Liza? My oldest daughter. Okay. Thank she you. She just said that. I no, did she said the one oldest. in college. Oh, okay. okay. Liza is <laughs> the one in college. Okay. She's in, in Nashville, Tennessee. And so I said, oh, we're going to be passing through Nashville at like 1, 1 30 in the morning. She's like, great. Here's where I am. Gave me the address. Oh, no, she was uh, out. So we pull up to the apartment of her friend and she and three of her friends come out and meet us. And I'm like, here's your Reese's Easter eggs oh, and $20 man. and give $20? me- $20? For, well, she's college. We were trying to be, her dad gave her that. I didn't. Right. I just gave her the Reese's eggs. Yeah. And I I said, and give me the three pairs of white pants that are mine that you took when you left for school that I've been looking for. Yeah, she took them. (laughs) And I just, I just got, I just found out the other day when I was looking for shoes for the weekend to wear. Yeah, she has those two. So I can't stand it when my mom takes or takes back (laughs) the white pants that I I borrowed from her. Can you imagine your white pants? Does uh, do your kids give you grief about style or fashion or anything? Yes, I have three daughters. Do okay. They? Yes. How could they? Because I think you're one of the most like fashionable people that I encounter on a well, weekly basis. First of all, thank you, and I hope that they're listening to this. <laughs> they're not. Um, they'll they're just, definitely not. They're not. But my husband is a friend of the pod, and he wanted me oh. to make sure Jeff is a big friend. He freaked Marin out at the <laughs> Fisher's YMCA. Jeff when he Christie, wasn't that friend of the pod. No, but he was on the treadmill, and he's like yelling across I'm the gym. I'm listening to you right I'm now. Listening to you. Hi, Jeff. You right. look the way you sound. <laughs> he thinks you guys are great and he loves it yeah and his favorite episodes listening. have been like not mine he's like oh. you're fine but tim was really funny like yeah. that's what he says um anyway yes they give they tell me like i'll come out and they'll be like mm, yeah you can't wear a choker because you're 47 whoa and you're not allowed to do that or wow. that sweater is too it's fine it's good but then they borrow your clothes so that's kind of weird well, they like some of my stuff. Oh, like, I'm, right. we're still, we're okay on certain things, but they, they're, 
they don't, they're just looking out for me. That's how yeah. I try to look at it. <laughs> okay. At what point does that, so my daughter is asking me for fashion advice right now. So yes. it hasn't yet begun to kind of spin around the other way. My son, on the other hand, is giving me fitness advice mm. unsolicited. I don't yeah. want it. Well, <laughs> oh no. No. When he's, he's Wait, like, does your son work out? He goes to the Y with us sometimes okay. and he's like, mom, I noticed that, you know, most of the time you're just doing cardio and <laughs> then he says, it's not working. Oh, <laughs> So I think you should switch to weight machines. Mom, I don't like wow. what I'm seeing. He's not even trying to be mean. No, he's just being he, honest. They're yeah. very honest it's beings. It's not working. <laughs> yeah. So if you see me on a weight machine at the Y, just give me a little encouragement. Yeah. Oh <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, they're very honest people, those okay. kids. And so the girls, the girls, yeah, Will doesn't care. He doesn't even notice what I have on ever, like never. But the girls will give me mm-hmm. their thoughts. And sometimes I ask for them. Like, I'll be mm-hmm. like, this this is a little sketchy. I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't. And they'll be like, yeah, you should. You definitely should not. <laughs> you should not. Yeah. I, the, I think the transition is high school-ish. Okay. Yeah, because Annie started. She's almost, she's a freshman and she's kind of started down that mm. road. And I look at her and I'm like, you just, you're so beautiful and you you can wear anything and do anything because you're just so darn young and cute. Give Cut me some slack. Like, <laughs> yeah. Be kind to your mom. Well, I see nice. you're wearing your fashionable winter coat today. Oh, because man. it's April 17th yeah. and it's 35 degrees. April 17th, guys. And, and it's, it's snowing day. yesterday. It's food truck day. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Day. We but, just got done eating a delicious Venezuelan Cooked Food. meal. Yes. Um, but yesterday it was snowing. Yes, it was. Yesterday, my heater went out. Oh, yeah. It's April 17th and my heater went out. Mm. And who wants to fix a heater on April? On April 17th. Well, Nobody. Right. And so it went out like right as we were going to bed. And on Sunday, right? Was it Sunday night it went out? Yeah, yeah. Sunday night. And so we've got an eight month, eight month old baby. And like, oh man, it's 60 degrees in here. We should go find a space heater. Well, guess what is seasonal, guys? <laughs> guess who? Guess what is not sold out of season? Of course it's not. Space, space heaters. heaters. Yeah. You can't find a space heater anywhere right now that because, be like, quote, it's out of season, but it's also snowing. Okay. Wow. But it is April. I mean, they're thinking you don't buy a pool noodle in January. So they're thinking space heaters. We don't need them in April. Indoor yeah. pools. It, oh, well. I, indoor I, pools. Go to one? I went to two right. okay. indoor pools. I went to two Walmarts. Okay. Sunscreen. Not, not very, not very available in January in Indiana. Hmm. I went to two Walmarts. Okay. Walmarts sell everything. I was literally standing. Clearly not. I no. was literally standing next to an aisle that had a plunger in the shape of the poo-poo emoji. <laughs> but no space and heaters. And they don't sell space heaters? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll bleep it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be way better. But you always need a plunger. <laughs> yeah. uh, guys, we should do more pods in the middle of the day. We totally yeah. should. Uh, so I'm standing in this row where there's a plunger with eyes on it. There are eyes like a But you always need a plunger. They're just making it festive. Hold yeah. on. Maybe you were in the toilet aisle and not, not the in the space, space heater. Oh, that's yeah. what it was. Because it does yeah. sound like you were in housewares, not like- Space heaters are aisle 16 at Walmart. No, <laughs> I saw a million air purifiers. So many where there were like some on the floor, some on the shelves. <laughs> I saw a bunch of box fans. 
No heaters. Zero. Zero Did you heaters. look in the clearance section? Because out of season I items. Did you ask for help? Yes, yes I did. did you? Because they have yeah. those buttons that say ask me for I help. I asked for help and a guy came and he said, yeah, we don't have any. My heater went out too and I've just been using my oven. Oh, oh no. Oh, no, no. That's so dangerous. <laughs> he said he's been using his oven to heat his house. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm so glad we're re-recording this because you did not mention yeah. that yesterday. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so... No well, dice. Don't do that. Don't no, I, use no, your No, I didn't do that. Uh, so no dice. Didn't find a space heater. Go home. We bring the baby into the bed because we're like body heat. This is all. This is the only thing that'll get us through. Oh. And the baby hates being in the bed with us. So put him back in the crib. We wake up and it is fifty four degrees in our house. Oh, wow. Gosh. Did he have warm jammies on? Oh yeah. He. What are jammies? You know what jammies are, and you're just doing that. I said jammy yesterday, and you guys acted like I had butchered the English language. So I said jammies, pajamas, PJs. Yeah, pajamas. He, he had you one like pajama really, on. Like with feet in them. And he had one pajama on. Be quiet. And uh, yeah, it was warm, but he was. it was still cold. I mean, it's 50 degrees yeah, in the house. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, that, that's was cold. his little nose so point. cold? Yeah, and so we've yeah his nose is cold. Yeah, yeah. he was um, so cold. We have a dog who's a bulldog who won't move, doesn't move for anything. Like the the place <laughs> she wakes up is the place she is the rest of the day until she has to go to bed, and then she moves about ten feet late down. <laughs> like she's the laziest bulldog ever. But at about five a.m., she's deciding that it's time to run laps around the house just to get her body temperature up oh, and her heart. That's so, so she's like. Whipping. running around our house at five in the morning. That's freezing cold. We could see our breath basically. Yeah. So it wasn't a good, wasn't a good time, but we got the heater fixed in the middle of April. When will this end guys? Hey, guess what? what? Today, water heater out. Your water we heater's out. We have no out. hot water. What are you going to do? Oh my goodness. Um, cold showers. Uh, oh no. Freezing. Like, and it's, of course, again, it's 35 degrees out. Like yeah. it's bad enough you, if it's 90. You have the same Y membership that I do. I see you at the Y sometimes. Yes. I always feel like the Y is my backup plan. Well, I, I did think <laughs> I did think you have I a could shower, go shower backup there. plan? I do. Wow. Worst it's case in, scenario. <laughs> you have to plan yeah. for she has, she has contingency folders for every possible <laughs> scenario. It's my favorite place to shower, the Y, but it yeah, is a backup, plan. A backup and plan. And my parents home is close to us. So I, I could go there too. But Jeff, I talked to him earlier today. Jeff is my husband. Uh, he said that the first company called said they'd be there Friday. I'm like, oh, oh, man. oh no, uh-uh. like this needs to be fixed today. Well, so we don't, it's not fixed yet, but oh I've, seen, I've seen staff members take showers here. Where it's is true. a shower Where? here? In the, in the North Wing. Yeah, the North Wing has a bathroom with a shower in it. Is our bathroom upstairs? It has a shower where we, where our offices are? I don't, know. I don't are? know what your bathroom means. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> the community bathrooms. No, know. they're on the ground I mean, floor. <laughs> I mean, the... Up near our offices. No. Is, oh, oh, no, just no, below. No, just floor. below. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. You just oh, changed my plan your, B. There's your new backup plan. <laughs> yeah. So things are rough, so guys. They are. Like, no water, yeah. hot water, but your heat's back on. Oh, we are definitely in need of persisting. That's for sure. Great segue. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you, you gave, are a master. You gave a message last weekend about uh, the parable of the persistent widow. Um, so... This pod will probably be published on Wednesday. I'm sure there are folks who may have missed the service or have forgotten a little bit about what we talked about. Can you give us a refresher, a recap of the big idea of your sermon? Yes, it was kind of a long one. The big idea was persist, pray, have faith, 
never give up. Don't lose hope. God hears you and loves you and wants what's best for you. And you were speaking out of the book of Luke, right? Yes, Luke and 18. I want to play the parable so we all kind of have context of what you were talking about. play the whole thing? Yep. Okay. This is Luke chapter 18. Chapter 18, verse one. One day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm gonna see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the son of man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? So this, this, um, your sermon, you started with some pretty personal moments talking mm-hmm. about your own life yes. and you, you kind of flavored that throughout, yes, throughout the I half did. hour, or however mm-hmm. long you spoke. This seems like a very personal message. Can you talk a little bit about uh, what God has revealed to you or shown you through your preparation and through uh, delivering the sermon? Yeah. Well, it's always interesting because the few times that I've done this, I feel like I've always been given something that I need to be taught first. So mm-hmm. it's, All of it's been fairly personal for me because I just feel like God has had some things that he wanted to say to me. And then I just pray that what he reveals to me will be applicable to those that are listening. Um, And I, this was the first time that I really prepped the most, most of my prep came in the week before most of the times, because I don't preach as often as, as um, Dave and Barry and and even Tim. Um, I have a lot of time to process and think about what's, what's coming up. Um, so did you feel rushed? A little bit, but I, I say that to, to mean that the writing came the week before, but okay. the processing I'm doing from the moment that I have, am given what, like I was given the parable sometime, maybe mid-March, mm-hmm. early March. So I'm thinking about that and kind of processing and, and praying about it for a long time before I get to the actual putting words down. And I like to process a lot in my head so that when I do sit down to write, I'm like ready to write. Like I'm ready to piece it together. And, um, but by the way, you just said you don't preach as often as mm -hmm. Dave, Tim or Barry, right? but you were given one of the most uncommon or unknown parables where Barry gets to talk about <laughs> prodigal son. Dave gets Dave to talk the about good Samaritan. Yeah, good Samaritan. Like, the good like, Samaritan. Are you kidding me? Like, like, let's, I give, was like, That's let's give Amy the, the hardest no, I one. I think I picked it. I think we you had did. a choice, but oh, your yeah. dad, but your dad, Dave did take the good Samaritan. Yeah. Offer. Like yeah. he was like, I'll do the good Samaritan. Yeah. And here's a few for you guys. to choose <laughs> yeah. from. We we're like, Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I, I picked it and and of course, what, after I picked it, I'm like, oh, well, there's why I picked it because you need to talk to mm. me. Like I need to learn something through this. And and we did, this winter has been rough. One of our kids has just had a really rough time with yeah. a particular individual. And um, 
we feel it's been really unfair and cruel and mm-hmm. and maybe in maybe in looking from an objective point of view somebody else would look at the situation and say you're crazy it's fine you're making but for us it's just been to watch your kids suffer and go through stuff and and feel discouraged and it, that's hard I mean, yeah. it's just hard as a parent so immediately i could relate to just continuing to have faith that god's going to work things out for the best mm-hmm. for you was something that just hit me and um just good processing too even with my own child to talk yeah. to to them about this and just say Hey, you got to trust. You got to con- you've got to continue to persist. I'm persisting on your behalf, but you've got to do it too. Like this is mm. I don't think you'll get a clear answer from God unless you personally are pursuing him and trusting in and persisting. So that right away took me to a parent-child kind of view of the whole thing and then that kind of informed some of the application and even the way of looking at it um how a parent um deals with their child and and a parent that cares about and loves their child so much and wants what's best for their child and sometimes knows the timing that their child needs sometimes knows the boundary that needs to be set sometimes yeah. knows that things need to be withheld so it was then it just became this whole kind of ongoing piece of the of the message yeah. was this parent child kind of view of it yeah and also this situation you as the parent have had to say persist. Yeah. You've had to remind your child to stay in it, stick with it. So I'm sure that played a lot into your your perspective. Like, I feel like I have been, I've had to persist with my father as my heavenly father, as my, my kid has persisted with me and I've had to try to teach them through all of this anyway. Yeah. So that's how it kind of came to be. And then I sat down and did the, the, crux of the writing after we got home from spring mm-hmm. break the week before I spoke so that, mm. yeah, that's kind of how it all came to be. I think. Are there, uh, for Marin and Barry, are there examples in your life that you've seen where you've had to persist in your faith? Well, yeah. One example that, that comes to mind is the fact that for many years, I prayed that God would bring me someone I could marry, a mm-hmm. wife. Uh, I had a girlfriend freshman year of college. And after that girlfriend, I didn't have another steady girlfriend until Olivia, 14 years later. Mm. So uh, I went on lots of first dates. Uh, not a lot. Obviously. Of se- not a lot. Of se- <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at, look at me, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, over, I overcame the fear of asking girls out, but I just did for one reason or another, it just didn't, nothing seemed to come of it. And also I was doing world next door. So I was gone mm-hmm. all the time and it was hard to have anything steady. You know, So you'd be like, um, I'm not going to be here for six months, no, but it was, I'd love to have a second date. <laughs> no, it was literally months, yeah. like, I'd go on a, I'd go on a date and I was like, Hey, this was fun. Do you want to try to get coffee? And we'd get like coffee and I'd be like, all right, awesome. I'll see you in two months. Yeah. And it was like, okay, this isn't, yeah. this isn't going to work. So, but anyway, all that to say, I prayed, uh, quite a bit that God would, would bring me a wife. And early on my prayer was like, God, this is what I want. Like, let's make this happen. And so, but really it wasn't a matter of faith. It was a matter of me like going out and looking for it and like, God bless what I'm trying to do, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and as time went on, I began to get more, um, more open to the idea of actually surrendering to what God had in mind. 
Hmm. And, and it, it didn't mean that I, I stopped praying because it was still my desire, but I also began to realize like, it's okay. If God wants me to be single and he believes that's the very best for me, then okay, I'll, I'll find a way to, um, to be okay with that in my heart, but I'm still going to pray that it's, it's mm. my desire that I would find a wife. Um, and so it was actually, once I finally got to that point, I mean, it took years and years to get to that point, but it was right after I got to that point, maybe a year after that, that I began dating Olivia mm. and suddenly God, God began to answer. He answered my prayer. Uh, but it was after I had essentially gone down the path of surrender to say, God, I, I will, trust what you have in mind. And of course, what he had in mind was way better than I could have possibly expected. Cause over yeah. those years I had, um, I, I started out, you know, out of college with a whole bunch of this long list of expectations of like, this is, I, w- I want a girl that's this and this and this and this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And as each year went by, that list got shorter and shorter. Yeah. And I'm like, I want a girl, maybe just this or this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Like maybe it's just a girl that I've, that I'm attracted to and is, yeah. is, is godly. Like how yeah. about that? And then what, what ended up happening? And this is the, the thing that I love. God is such a good father because what I found in Olivia was a girl that exceeded the original list. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like she's more than all the things Aww. I had originally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we had a fight. So yeah, I'm just you guys, you guys doing oh okay? You guys, no, we totally didn't. I'm just doing all right. Yeah, no, no, we're doing great. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. She, she, God gave me exactly who was right for me at the right time. Right. Yeah. Um, even though it was a really long season of surrender for me to mm. say, I, I guess I trust you, but I still want this. So that's, that's one example that's come to mind as we've talked about this. Yeah. I think about, for me, um, my grandmother lived about an hour outside Chicago um, and she had Alzheimer's. And when her Alzheimer's got really bad, I would go see her every other day. Um, I had two toddlers at the time. So it was uh, quite a haul for me to get to grandma every other day, but I was committed to helping my grandfather. He was her only caretaker at that time. And he's, you know, kind of frail himself and didn't have like the physical ability to really care for her the way that she needed to be cared for. And um, I don't know why, but they didn't really know a lot about like how to seek home health services. So I was doing all of that stuff. I researched Mm. how to make my own saline solution because saline solution was really expensive. And Yeah. yeah, just helping her with, everything from changing her linens to just every aspect of her care. Um, and I would, I would spend my time driving to her that hour. I would spend like just praying that God would give me strength, um, to do what I would need to do, you know, tough work, difficult work. And then I would spend that hour driving home oftentimes just screaming alone in my car, Mm -hmm. scream crying to God that like, okay, enough is enough. Like Alzheimer's took her all the way down to where she forgot, you know, she lost the ability to swallow. Like she, she lost the ability to walk. Just, I watched all of her faculties one by one, just go away. Hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was devastating to say the least. So that was a time of persistence for me of like, okay, God, oh God, I'm just crying out for mercy, mercy, Mm. mercy, mercy. And, uh, in the end, of course he had mercy. My grandma was very gracious throughout the entire uh, time, even though she didn't really remember who I was. She was mm. hilarious. And uh, I, even that was just a mercy that we would find things to laugh about when I was there. And right now, some of my favorite memories of, of being with her are in that time, which is kind of ironic because it was a horrible time, but mm. um, his mercy was there. And I got to be at her bedside when she took her last breath. And even that's kind of a, a miracle because I was going out every other day only for a set 
couple of hours per day. So just the fact that I even got to be there with her. Um, I remember in that, no, not in that time, after that time, a lot of times how I process is like songwriting. So I wrote mm. a song after that um, about like putting my hand to the plow and just moving because God knows where, and I don't, I don't know where, but he knows where. And I remember a line from that song. I said, uh, afflictions light and momentary, give me strength to stay. And I think I said yesterday, um, right now I'm just seeing these, these recurring messages pop up through our Abraham series, um, the series after that, this series now where, where he's saying, abide, abide in me. He's the vine. We are the branches. Hit it, Tyler. Remain, 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 <laughs> remain, 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 <laughs> remain, remain. Give me strength to stay. Don't be afraid to scream, cry in the car. Come boldly mm. like Abraham did. You just, you see how mm-hmm. all of these little things are connected throughout the messages. And it's just like, okay, Lord, you're telling Grace Church this absolutely as a church to abide and to remain and to mm. come boldly and to persist. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me the same thing right now. Um, I'm in a current season of having to persist. Um, I've, I've vaguely mentioned some sickness in my family, but my mom made it public. Um, she has breast cancer and it's very serious. And so I'm currently again in a season mm. of persisting and praying mm. that God will prolong her healthy years on this earth, that God will have his mercy, mercy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did your prayers ever change? Because per- persisting, I struggle with this because it. I have friends who, I have one particular friend who suffers constant pain in his head. He had a sports injury, constant pain, day and night, 24 hours a day, constant migraine level pain. He, he's changed his prayers from heal me to, I I don't even know. Like he'll, he doesn't pray to be healed anymore. He just prays that he can just deal with it. So Marin, did your prayers ever change with, uh, these two situations or are they changing? For my grandmother, it changed where again, the first, the prayer is I don't want to lose my grandma. Yeah. Like, please God, just heal, heal, heal. And then after a while, it's like, okay, your mercy is to call her home. Hmm. And I just want her to not suffer anymore. I just love her and I want her to be with you. And I know she wants to be with you. So just help us to have strength in her absence mm-hmm. and strength in this, you know, horrible valley that we're in with her sickness. And, you know, so of course the prayers, the prayer shifted. Um, prayer has not changed for my mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just heal. I'm only asking you to do one thing. Yeah, yeah. Just heal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Amy, you made a distinction that persisting is, is about faith right. and prayer is an, is, a, is an act of faith. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about what that means. Yeah. Well, he says at the beginning of the parable, I'm telling you this basically to remind you to keep praying and don't lose, don't give up. Mm-hmm. And to me, don't give up is, is don't, don't lose your faith. Continue to persist in your faith and your trust in me. Um, no matter what the prayer is at that time, don't lose heart. I, I'm here with you. I love you. I'm listening to you. I'm, I'm working out my plan for you. Like, um, and prayer is faith in action. Yeah, I mean, prayer is an a- an act of faith. You are you are submitting yourself. You are verbally submitting yourself and what you want to God. So that yeah. is an act of faith. So to me, it was bigger than 
pray and don't give up to me meant persist persist mm-hmm. in your faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he closes the parable. Well, when no. you made that distinction in your sermon, um, my ears kind of perked up and I wrote that down. You said our ability to remain, remain in faith is linked to our faithfulness to pray, to put our trust in God. So if I'm not praying about an issue, what does that say about my faith? Mm-hmm. Like it's a barometer of my faith, whether or not I am praying, even the, the, passage that you read for us earlier, Luke 18 in verse one, it says one day Jesus told his disciples a story that to show that they should always pray and never give up. So it's about prayer. Right. But the last verse is, but when the son of man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? Right. So he starts out talking with prayer, but he ends up saying, see this whole thing. It was about faith. Right. Mm. And, and sticking with God, sticking with him, persisting, continuing to have faith. And, um, I love the whole fact that this this parable was told very um, shortly before Jesus was tried and crucified and yeah. and he and arrested and and the he knew what was coming. Yeah. And he knew what they needed to hear before they were getting mm. ready to face really the disciples' very very difficult times. And would they be able to remain? Yeah, that's faithful? really interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. I think I think we often treat prayer. Um, in an almost transactional way where we think, look, I've already prayed for yeah. this. So yeah. why hasn't God come through for me? But I think maybe with this idea of persisting with God, it's it's not a transaction. It's it's about a, a relationship right. where we are, uh, that prayer, even though it is, we are making a request for something that we feel we need, we are choosing to stay in the room right. with God and trusting that he will act. I love what you said when you kind of brought in, you kind of tied together, or maybe it was just in my mind, you tied together the idea of a parent's perspective on time to, to a yes. child's perspective on time and how God, his perspective on time and, and reality is so wildly different than yes. ours. I love that image because it's it's true when, it, when a child wants something, it, it can be really hard to... Right. Uh, mm-hmm. To, for them to understand why they can't have it right, right now, yeah. even when a parent has a, has something better in mind. Exactly. I like, okay, again, it just is reminding me of a sermon we heard January 21st, <laughs> I want to say. And this is why I'm like a actual note taker. So I love the app. Right the app is great. You. But it's because these themes keep happening. Belief does not preclude doubt. Yeah. You can believe and doubt at the same time if you engage God with it. Right. So we're we're praying that the headaches go away. You know, we're praying that Paul prayed three times that the thorn would be removed from his side. It's it, you can have those moments of like, man, I don't know if God does desire to heal me, mm-hmm. but isn't the point that you're going back to God and you're engaging mm-hmm. Him with it, regardless of the outcome? Yep. Like persist, persist, persist means engage, engage, engage. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. keep engaging God. Right. Yeah, um, that point you made, Barry, about time being different from kids to parents. A couple weeks ago when we were driving back from Florida, I was in a car with my wife, my baby, mother-in-law, and then two little kids, like two years old and five or six years old. And the five-year-old wanted to play with the iPad. Well, we literally got in the car and he's like, mom, can I play with the iPad? no, wait until we get on the road. Give me about 10 minutes. About 30 seconds would go by. Has it been 10 minutes? <laughs> no, it, we haven't even gotten out of the parking lot. Just give, just wait 10 minutes, Julian. Like, we'll, we'll get there. Just trust me. About a minute. Mom? 
how long is 10 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was just f- funny when, right. I mean, when you brought that yes. up as an illustration in the, in the sermon, I, it was a very visceral memory for me because yeah. I definitely experienced that on an 18 hour trip home. Well, just today I, I got a text lunch <laughs> money <laughs> from one of your kids. Yeah. Followed by eight moms. Mom! I'm not kidding. <laughs> and I would like to think that they were clever enough to have tied that to the sermon no, this weekend. They definitely but, forgot. But I'm just going to tell you, they don't even remember what <laughs> yeah. I talked about. They so probably they, didn't they, even they, come. They were, we were just back to status quo. Yeah. Of, Mom! But I, I do think Lunch that, money. Um, that whole idea too, when you're talking about relationship and being faithful and, and staying in the room, that's so contrary to what culture tells us. Because if it's hard, if your relationship's difficult, if you're not getting the, yeah, the answer out. that you want, then get out. Yeah. It's not worth I'm the fight. Out. It's not, I'm right. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. It's not worth it. It's not worth fighting for. Yeah. It's not worth and And, you know, following, following Christ, surrendering your life to him, patterning your life after, that's not easy. That's not an easy choice to make. It's, yeah. it's full and beautiful and... Um, it gives you so much, but it's not an easy decision to make. And it's not an easy path to, to journey. Right. So it's easier. It, it, it's easy. And I've seen that in some people in my life that it, they, they're, they're drifting away. The series that we had was at last yeah. winter about drifting and, and all of a sudden it's just a little bit harder than you thought it was going to be. And I, I just, and, and their faith is waning and they're drifting. Yeah. And I hope they don't drift far enough away that it's almost impossible to, to get back, but they're, they're drifting. And that makes me sad. I wonder how often God's disappointed with me when I would say a lot, yeah, probably, <laughs> probably, uh, when I'll be praying for something or, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm praying to God for something. And then after a probably very short period, I don't get what I'm asking for. And I'm like, all right, I'll just do it. Or I'll just try to take control of it. Um, I won't take no for an answer or ask for forgiveness instead of permission later. Um, so I wonder how often he's like, if you just would have waited, man, if you just would have waited a little bit more, if you just would have persisted in your faith or even surrendered. Yeah. Right. If you just would have surrendered, like, I, I think that's where I, I know that's where I've gone wrong in my life where I've tried to just, okay, then I'm going to do it myself. Right you know, and pave my own way or whatever when yeah. God is telling me to surrender, surrender yeah. my will to his. I'll I, figure it out then. I wonder, I wonder how, what I would have done if uh, 14 years before meeting Olivia, God had said, hey, by the way, trust me, you're going to wait 14 years before you meet someone that you'll eventually marry. I would have been I'm like- out. I'm out. I'm <laughs> out. Exactly. I'm out. Tyler. Like, I don't know how I would have- I don't know if I would have been capable of trusting him through that. You're so good with those right now. You're like <laughs> lightning right now. Yeah. <laughs> No, you're absolutely right. If he told us up front what we'd be facing yeah. down the road, yeah. would we even sign on for that? Hey, high school no. Barry, you're gonna you're gonna travel <laughs> around the world and live in really uncomfortable places and eat things that are just abhorrent to you, uh, and go that, on thousands of first dates. Go on thousands of first dates, <laughs> yeah. and then eventually you would go through a uh, four year long uh, job interview <laughs> where you're. <laughs> <laughs> to become the to become the successor of a, of a living under mega a church senior pastor, and everybody's watching. Everybody your every sounds move. great. Yeah, so and the response like, of high school Barry would have been, "This is weird." I'm out. 
I was waiting. <laughs> Who's telling me all these things? I knew you had a voice for high school Barry. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> that was more middle school Barry, but you know, you get the idea. <laughs> I hope it was more Who's middle telling school me Barry. All these things? <laughs> Where's this voice coming from? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys think it's harder to persist when life's really good or harder to persist when life is not so good? Because I feel like for me, if life's on cruise control, it feels like cruise control. It's easy for me to even forget about God. Do you guys feel like it's easier to persist in your faith when life's good or harder? And your this question came because you read the poem yeah. that, that she shared. That's in the that's Grace right. Church app that talks about that. Yeah, stay you know? with me when you're healthy and happy. Yeah. Stay with me when you're lean and hungry. Right. So what do you guys think? Well, someone stopped me in the lobby and, and said after one of the services and said, thanks for that, because I need to be reminded in the good times that I need to persist and remain in faith so that I'm prepared when the bad, I've been practicing yeah. that even in the good so that when the bad comes along, I'm, I'm ready and I'm prepared. I think it's way, I think it's really hard to persist when things are great because yeah. you think you, because you think you're self-sufficient. You can, yeah, you don't even and, think about it. Everything's going great. So I'm not, I'm not. That's why where we live, where where in Hamilton County, where this, where most of our attenders come from, although North ND campus is bringing in a, a different demographic, maybe, but everyone, most of the people that are coming to Grace, a lot of them, life's fairly life's fine. Oh, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah. So I I don't feel this need. I don't. I'm not desperate for anything. Mm-hmm. So I can take care of it. I think is the... So how do you persist in life? Or how do you persist in faith when life's good? Well, you got to... One option is to put yourself in places where you do have to rely on God. That is to surround yourself with people who are broken or Mm. uh, to give of your your finances to the point where you do have to rely on God Mm. or to be put in a situation where you're using skills and gifts that, uh, that only can come from God because you don't have them implicitly, like whatever that is. I think we have the ability to put ourselves in places where we do need God yeah, rather than just sitting in comfort and waiting for something else to come along. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think in some cases it might require more discipline on yeah. our end. And I'm not just talking about Hamilton County. I'm talking about Americans in general. Yeah, it might, right. it might just require more discipline on our end. I'm encouraged by, is it Paul who says, I know um, what it is to be in want. I know. Yeah, yeah. And, and to abound, like it's okay to abound, but it's just what we do with that abundance. Yeah. And are we engaging God in that abundance? Yeah. Or are we thinking that we built this castle with our own two hands? Right. And what do you do with it? That's mm. the question. And that that's where I think the discipline comes in to say like, hey, God gives, God takes away. This did not come from my hands. This yeah. came from God. Okay, so it's for your kingdom. All right, take it. What would you like me to do with it? Right. Hmm. And I do think it's a getting up every day and surrendering. Yeah. It's a waking up every morning and saying, I I may feel like I can do this on my own, mm-hmm. but that's a, that's a facade. I can't, I mm. really can't. And it's that acknowledgement of I'm going to live today with palms up, mm-hmm. ready to receive what you have for me. And I, I also think it's finding your calling in his kingdom. When you figure that out and you're living into that, I believe you, you live a more surrendered life when you've figured out 
where your calling is in his kingdom and, and yeah. you're living into that. And then it starts to become a lot less about you mm-hmm. and about what he is doing through you and yeah. how you are able to use your gifts or, or service or whatever to um, honor him and help to love him and love people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So. And I think, I think along with that, comes the willingness to be exposed to the brokenness of the world because we live in a bubble. Right. Our whole culture is designed around keeping you from having to encounter those things. But the more you open your heart and your mind to what the world is really yeah, like. Yeah, that's a good point. You, the more you have to depend on God because you don't have within your human capacity, the ability to heal hunger yeah. or, yeah. you know, HIV AIDS or, or right. abuse. Like you can't, you can't, fix that. So you have to rely on someone bigger than you. Yeah. You have to make the choice to bust out of your bubble to do that. And there's a lot of people that at this point aren't very willing to do that. They'd rather live in um, ignorance or just not recognizing what's happening around them. I'm making the choice. Yes, you You are. are. (laughs) Yeah. So you guys know, like, I'm afraid of everything. I told you I have a backup plan just in case my water goes out. <laughs> go shower at Kids, the YMCA. Just in case we have to go without hot water. We're all we heading to the YMCA. We don't have an emergency evacuation if there's a fire in the I house. But if the water heater goes out. for my backup plans. Yeah. Um, but no, Amanda Congrove asked me if I would join them on their mission to Ukraine trip. And this would be the, the women's end of the trip. Um, okay, so she is on staff. Yeah. and part of women's ministry. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So last year I made, um, essentially like backing tracks, almost like karaoke style for, uh, the women who were going. And I sent those tracks for them to be able to help lead worship for the women that they would be serving in, uh, two separate, I think it's three day long camps that they do, um, for young mothers who have made the very challenging, uh, decision to keep their babies in such uh, difficult economic circumstances. Um, so yeah, it's a three-day camp to encourage these moms, um, these young moms. Um, yeah, so I sent so the track music. at me. But yeah, they, they invited me in person this yes. time to come. You are going to love it. I'm really excited. Yeah. My mom, she's wait. so sweet. She said, because uh, you know, I'm fundraising and all that stuff and that's that's super like anxiety inducing mm-hmm. for me. What's never had to do anything like that before. Um, <laughs> the Jordan, uh, the, the YMCA showers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had to do anything like that. I've never left the country. Oh, wow. Like, oh, really? Oh, this is a big, big, this is huge. big, oh. big deal for me. Um, but she said, my mom said she was praying for the trip and she's like, God just reminded me that you were one of those babies born to a single mom mm. in very uncertain circumstances. Wow. Like, and so you're going to go and use that story of like, this wow. is me now grown That's up. That's cool. Like, That's very yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so stoked. That's awesome. And being stoked like overrides all the fears. Yes. There's one right on. override button in my fear world and it's being stoked. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Marin, here's all you need to remember when you go there. Uh, just remember this phrase. Um, okay. You got it. Nailed it. Is. it. Uh, I'm scared. <laughs> All that, what that means is please give me apple juice for my elephant. 
And oh, you'll, that's all you need to know. That's all you need that's, to know. Oh, thanks, guys. Your trip will be a You're going to love it. But I'm warning you. Oh, no. You better plan on future trips because they're not going to let you come just once. Oh, right. that's right. You're like the David Hasselhoff of Ukraine, no. aren't you? That's what you said. <laughs> I did not say that. I did not say I'm the David Hasselhoff of Ukraine. I said that they're going to feel like you are a celebrity visiting and blessing them with your glorious tunes because glorious the, tunes. They're gonna every time I go over there and play worship music for them, it's like, hey, we're about to have dinner. Do you want to come play worship for us? Or hey, we're having a one-on-one meeting. Will you come bless us with your worship? Like they they you will have to go back to Ukraine. You cannot just yeah. go once. And just get ready, because these are some of the sweetest, most dear Christ followers I've ever met. Yeah. Ever. Guys, I already said it. Stoked. You're stoked. In. I'm just so glad that Tyler's a celebrity somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's so exciting. In Ukraine and your hearts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's wrap this up. Um, Amy, is there anything lingering that you just wish the congregation or the folks listening would want, you would want them to know about persisting in faith? No, just keep doing it. Never give up. Never give up. Even when it seems like it, sh- you should give up. Stay in the room. Never give up. Nope. That's right. the greatest. How do you get through life without him? I can't even imagine. Without what? God. Oh, yeah. Like every... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> without music, Tyler. I don't know how I would yeah, make I it through. I didn't know what we were talking Although about. Although I do right. love without music, space too. space heaters. <laughs> yeah. Without space heaters yeah. and pool noodles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where do we go from here? Next week is the story of the prodigal son. And oh, I yeah. am... You're stoked. stoked. Barry's yeah. preaching. Stoked to preach yep. this yeah. sermon. Override the fear yeah. with stoked. I, I think it's going to be good. Um, there's some cool fun facts in the app this week. So get excited. Cool. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I fun had facts. no fun facts. Yeah, you got to bring the fun I know. facts. I got no fun. You got to bring, no f- you got to up your fun fact. I do. <laughs> Barry, do you think you could like just help the other speakers find fun facts? Like if they're not prone to finding the facts that are fun, could you, <laughs> is that like, could that be like a, like an offshoot of I what can't, you do. I cannot impose on other people <laughs> my voracious curiosity and yeah. appetite for my fun, yeah. esoteric Yours knowledge. Yours are like off the wall, weird. Like where on earth did you find the fun facts weird. I put in are, are like, <laughs> I love to watch Dr. Phil. <laughs> That's mm. like my fun fact. Berries are like researched like this. Like is, can you Dr. believe Phil. that this is this and this? And I'm like, Oprah rocks. That's my fun fact. Like I just don't. <laughs> I have nothing. By the way, that's not a fact. That's just an opinion. It's a fun fact. There it goes. It's, okay. it's wisdom. It is. It's fun, maybe. You get a car. Yeah. And you oh get, my goodness. She's fun. I like her. Off the rails, guys. So we're going to the prodigal son next week. Yep. And then what's after that? Tim finishes up with- Tim Ayers uh, finishes tax, up. Pharisee and the tax collector. Oh yeah. And All then right. we go back to Genesis. Wow. For a little bit. We're in for a real treat. And then a great summer that Barry's getting us revved up for. Okay. How to study the Bible. Yeah. It's going to be very different and very cool. Yes. All right. So, uh, yeah, Marin, will you uh, send us out? I oh, will. and yeah, the t-shirt. T-shirt. No, don't forget about the t-shirt that you said you're going to get t-shirts for. Oh, because this thing that I'm about to her say. Phrase. Oh. <laughs> Guys, I found a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, your sign off every the Bible. week. Micah yes. 6, 8. Yes. The Bible. I saw a t-shirt with this on it. The Bible. But it didn't say Micah 6, 8. It just had the, it just had the words on it. And it got me thinking we might need some between Sundays 
swag with some with some of our favorite slogans. Yeah, like don't tell me you've never stretched the, your <laughs> ferret. Yeah, stretch the ferret. Yeah. What was the other one? You had another uh, one that was moist funny. tortillas. Oh no, we're not oh, doing that on. one. They that did not one all cannot come from me. That can't be. You have the I'm best out. lines. <laughs> <laughs> I am out with moist tortillas. I we, will not wear we that. We got to explore some swag. Yeah. Yeah, but. Until then. Until then. Mary, will you please send us out with Micah 6 8? I will, and I will do it stoked. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with thy God. Man, that sounds great on a t shirt. Totally. And we will see you on the other side of Sunday. <laughs>